Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the Productivity Show. If you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com slash TPS and you can get an extra three months free on your one-year package. Thanks also to Gusto for supporting the Productivity Show. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash TPS. Thanks also to Literati for supporting the Productivity Show. Literati is the subscription book club that makes it easy to get unique and interesting books delivered to your door. Redeem your free trial at literati.com slash TPS50. That's TPS50. Welcome to the Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get everything done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We help tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. If you've been studying productivity for a bit, you probably have come across different systems like the T Framework by Asian Efficiency, Getting Things Done by David Allen, the 12-week year, and many others. They all promise to help you become more productive, and in this episode, we'll be comparing all of them, and by the end of this episode, you'll know which one is most suitable for you. So if you've tried a bunch and you're not sure which one is right for you, I think by the end of this episode, you'll get a better idea of which one is most suited for you, your personality, your working style. So you can find links to everything that we share on the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 355. And now, on with the show. Hey there, this is Tan Fan, founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency, where we help people become more productive at work and in life. And today, I'm joined by my co-host of the Productivity Show, Brooks. How are you today, Brooks? I'm great. As we mentioned in a previous episode, we record these on meeting days. So I've been talking to Tan literally since 7.30 a.m. this morning, my time. <laughs> so really happy to carry the trend on and uh, talk for another 35 minutes or so. I think a lot of people are going to be very jealous of the fact that you have that privilege. At least I like to think so and hope so. But uh, I, I can also imagine that you might be very annoyed by me at this point. So either way, uh, I hope this is the last time today that we're going to be talking to each other and wait till tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, we're not here to talk about our personal ethics. We're here to talk about different productivity systems. So before we start diving in, one of the things we always like to do on the show is share some of our favorite productivity resources as of lately. So I have three of them here today. The first one is an app called Zero. This allows you to track your fasting. So if you do any sort of fasting, whether it's intermittent fasting, alternate fasting, uh, where you're basically not eating for a certain number of hours, uh, this is a great app that you can use for tracking your stuff. So this is available on iOS and Android. And it used to be 100% free, and it still is, but they have a bunch of in-app upsells uh, if you wanted to have more features unlocked. But if you just have the basic version, you can uh, get along just fine, So, which is the one that I use. So that's the one I would recommend first. The second one is a T-Framework uh, thingy that you, I'm sure, have never heard of. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, this is the productivity system that we kind of created here at Asian Efficiency. So I want to make sure that we link to the T-Framework here in this show note as well, so you have access to that. 
And then the second one, or the third one, I should say, is the GTD setup guides. So GTD is another productivity system that's really popular, right? Popularized by David Allen, the, the founder of it. And the company, GTD, has these setup guides that allow you to kind of figure out how to set up GTD in different apps and different tools. So whether you use Evernote, OneNote, Outlook, or something else, they have all these different guides that will show you how to set it up on that specific app. So uh, go check that out if you haven't heard of it yet. So those are the top three resources of today, and we'll have links to all of them in the show notes. So you can always go to theproductivityshow.com slash 355 and uh, check them out there. All right, so before uh, we start diving into today's content, one of the things I want to share with you is, and kind of set some expectations with you here as well, is that uh, obviously you're here to learn about different productivity systems. And if you're new learning about productivity and you're overwhelmed on where to start, uh, I think this is a really good episode for you. We're going to be talking about the different ones, pros and cons, so you can kind of figure out what works best for you. But also, if you are someone who has studied productivity for a while and you still haven't fully adopted a system yet, I think you're going to learn some things here and there as well that will allow you to finally make that decision to say, hey, this is the one that's right for me. And I know many of you who are listening are also more advanced and have been studying productivity for a while, maybe for many years. And some of you maybe are thinking about creating your own personal system. And so I think some of the content that we're going to be sharing with you today will help you with that as well. So you can take some of the best parts of all the systems and maybe make your own thing here. So next week's episode is all about uh, how to do less by this guest and friend of mine, Ari Mizell. You might have heard of them of The Art of Less Doing. So uh, if you're excited to learn more about how you can accomplish more but do less at the same time, I think you're going to be really uh, pumped for this episode next week. So uh, Brooks, let's start diving in here. So when we're talking about productivity systems or a productivity system in general, uh, what do we actually mean with that? Yeah, we thought it would be helpful to actually define what it is we're going to be talking about here, give some parameters. And, you know, a lot of times we kind of, in a general sense, know what we need to do. We just have trouble actually doing it. And really, our focus should be on getting our important stuff done, whatever that is, if it's your work life, your personal life, whatever, and getting it done in the time that we have. We don't want to be spending our time thinking about how to do it. Ideally, we just want to be focusing on what we need to do. And this is where a productivity system comes in. It's kind of a, like a set of best, best practices that will help you have some guideposts and let you focus on what you should be working on. It's kind of like, um, I know you're a big traveler, Tan. It's kind of like when you travel somewhere new, a lot of times you'll have, you might have a guidebook or at least, you know, use an app that gives you some pointers. You don't necessarily have to follow it exactly, and we don't recommend that. You don't necessarily want to be one of those people, you go to Venice and you see everybody walking around with the same guidebook going to the same places. We don't necessarily recommend that, but it can give you suggestions to make the most out of your trip and make your life easier. And that's what a productivity system will do, is it'll just make your make execution easier so you have some some kind of pointers on the best way to do things. So we're going to be talking about 
a number of different productivity systems and everything we've talked about, the systems anyway, has been covered on the podcast before. So we're going to give you some pointers to specific episodes where we've done deeper dives into each of these things. But what we thought we would do is talk about some of the best parts about these different systems, who should use them and maybe who shouldn't use them, which a lot of times can be even more useful uh, and can save you from a lot of uh, wasted time and, and heartache. Uh, and in some cases, how these systems can work together. Just because you choose a productivity system doesn't mean you can't take the best parts of other things. Uh, and that's one thing we really wanted to mention is really we recommend that you adapt any system to your own needs. So take what works for you and then adjust or drop the rest. Like I said earlier, you don't need to blindly follow one particular system. I know you've used GTD for a long time, but you've kind of modified it to your own needs. And it's the same with all of these systems. You want to take what works for you. If something doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean you want to throw the whole system out the window. Just take what works for you and uh, adapt and move. So we are going to be talking about a number of different productivity systems, and we thought that we would start with the system that Tan talked about earlier, which is the T framework. Of course, you know, it just makes sense that we're going to start with our own system. So when we first introduced the T framework way back in TPS 218, it seems so long ago, it's something that we had a lot of really positive feedback about. And we most recently did a refresher of it in TPS 275. So if you're not really familiar with the T framework and what it is, really recommend going to the productivityshow.com forward slash 275, where we do a more deep dive. But basically, in a general idea, what the T framework is, is almost all productivity challenges break down into one of three areas. Maybe you don't have enough time, or at least it can feel that way. Maybe you don't have the energy to do what you want to do. Even if you've cleared away the time, you've, you've made time for what you want to do, but you don't have the energy to do it. Or maybe you're distracted and unfocused and can't give things the attention that they need. So the T framework stands for time, energy, and attention. So how to use the T framework? Well, once you know that your levers are time, energy, and attention, you have a way to identify your productivity challenges. So you can look at it and say, okay, which of the three do you feel like you're lacking? And what can you improve on to take things to the next level? So what can you do quickly to win back time? What can you do quickly to improve your energy? What can you do to remove distractions and improve focus and regain your attention. And just as a teaser, in the upcoming weeks, we're going to actually be doing a deep dive into each of these with some specific examples of things that you can do. Uh, but Tan, like, how have you found the T-Framework helpful for you and who do you think that it would be good for? So when I kind of start breaking down what most of our clients were dealing with, I kind of noticed a recurring theme. So uh, the order of the T framework is also important. It's something that we haven't really talked about a lot, but it it is a specific order: time, energy, and intention. Uh, not because it's uh, an easy acronym to remember, although that definitely helps. But most people who come to us usually lack time in their life, and that's the first thing that they want to tackle. And the beautiful thing about our framework is that everyone's life is going to be different, and everyone's way to win back time is going to be different. Because one person might be, you know, um, for example, in a situation where they have a full-time job 
and because they're committed to their craft and their work and their career, uh, they have to be at work for 60, 70 hours a week, right? Uh, there's oftentimes not a lot of things we can do there to win back time, but in the other areas of their life, we can't, and we want to make sure we can identify those opportunities, right? But then we also have people who just work regular 40 hours a week, but still figure out a way to not meet their deadlines. And oftentimes then we talk about different strategies to win back time compared to those who have like 70 or 80 hour work weeks, right? And then oftentimes when people have the capacity or the time to do this stuff, but they don't have the energy to focus and get stuff done, this is oftentimes the next step that people or the next roadblock that people uh, encounter. And this is something that I've seen in my own journey as well. And then the journey after that is oftentimes, okay, I have the time. I have the energy to do stuff, but am I now focusing on the right thing? So am I prioritizing my work? Am I setting time aside and energy and attention for the right thing, right? Hence the third currency here, attention. And so what I have found is that this framework is just very universal because it applies to everyone and it doesn't matter what kind of situation you're in. Uh, even I use this every single I wouldn't say every single day, but every single week at least, to kind of diagnose, like, where am I off? Is it time, energy, or attention? And if I know that I'm off somewhere, then I can figure out a way to figure out, like, how do I get that currency back up? Or how do I fill up that tank of having more time or having more energy or having more attention in my life? And so what I have found is that this system is so easy and fluid that you are oftentimes smart enough to know what you can do to have more time, to have more energy, to have more attention, right? So it's very fluid and easy, and it's not overwhelming at all. And we do have guides and, and more materials that will dive deeper into how you can win back time, energy, and attention. But if you just think on a high level, this this framework is actually relatively easy and simple that I think almost anyone can use, hence why I really wanted to put it out there because it's just so simple. Okay, so that is the T framework. So now let's move on to our second system, which is no surprise, Tan talked about it again in the top three resources, which is getting things done. So getting things done or GTD is a productivity system developed by David Allen. We've talked about it many times on the podcast by my initial, like just quick skimming of our podcast list, at least five episodes we've done about GTD. But the most recent one I would recommend is a refresher. So TPS 322, we did a refresher of GTD. So go to the productivityshow.com forward slash 322 if you want to learn more about that. Uh, we also have a really helpful uh, GTD primer page. So if you go to asianefficiency.com forward slash getting dash things dash done, uh, that will give you a lot of great information about it. And of course, it was introduced to the world in a book by David Allen called Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. And I think that as far as what GTD is, I guess you could encapsulate it. A lot of times we focus on the first part of that title, which is getting things done as a way to get more stuff done. But the more kind of experience I have with GTD, uh, the more I realize it's actually the second part of the title, the art of stress-free productivity, that is the real winner for GTD. And the idea is it's a productivity system built on the concept that we have so many inputs coming into our life 
But what he has found and what I believe to be really, really true is our mind is for having ideas, not for holding ideas. So we try to keep all these spinning plates up in the air and we try to like be on top of things. I'm sure you've heard people say, like, I just have trouble being on top of things and things are slipping. And what GTD will allow you to do is have a way to know what you can and should be working on at any given moment so that you can get back your full focus and you have a trusted system that you can use that if you follow the all of the kind of stages of GTD or at least most of them, you ha- you can trust your trusted system, hence the name, and you know that whatever it is that you need to be doing, you have there in your trusted system. And the way that happens is GTD has a five-step process. So it's capture, which allows you to collect what has your attention. Number two is clarify. So process what it means, figure out what these inputs that we have, that we've captured, what they are. Organize, we put these inputs and we send them where they belong. Reflect, so review frequently and then engage. So make good choices based on the things that we have in our system. And I already talked about the primer page that we have at asianefficiency.com forward slash getting things done. But also we have a GTD workflow map that is really, really popular. Uh, There's one in the book. There's lots online as well. uh, But we made a little one out of emojis of all things. And it's uh, actually been surprisingly popular. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. If you go to the productivityshow.com forward slash 355, there'll be a link to that workflow map as well. Now, one thing I would say I would pick out is if you do nothing else, if you if you implement nothing else from the GTD system, really recommend that you learn and implement the GTD weekly review. Even if you don't use GTD, the concept of the weekly review is a massive game changer when it comes to staying on top of everything that you need to do. So we did a deep dive into the GTD weekly review at theproductivityshow.com forward slash 311. So TPS 311. And really recommend that even if it's been a few years since you read GTD, go back and, and have a refresher about the weekly review because that is really uh, the game changer there. Now, Tan, I know, like I said earlier, I know both of us have been long-term uh, GTD people, uh, and I know uh, we've both adapted the system a little bit, but who do you think the, the GTD system is good for, uh, and maybe who do you think it might not be the best fit for? Yeah, I think uh, for those of you who are listening, if you get easily overwhelmed by, I wouldn't call GTD a technical system, but it's the the first thought that kind of comes to mind. Uh, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed by the system, even though there's only five steps. There's a lot of nuances and a lot of steps in between there that you have to do in order to kind of execute the system. And I've met a lot of GTD practitioners and users and people who've heard of it, who've read the book. And oftentimes the one thing or two things that they do is either the two minute rule, right? Or they do the capturing process, right? So they start writing stuff down and just storing it somewhere. And then they kind of do a weekly review on and off, right? And they don't do all the steps. But the beautiful thing is about GTD is you don't have to do all the steps. So I think GTD is not really great for people who don't like lists, uh, and if they get easily overwhelmed by systems and procedures, like if that 
resonates with you and you're like, oh my gosh, like I don't like lists or I don't like procedures and systems, like this is not the one for you. I think something like the T framework is much easier. However, I will say GTD is great for those who have a lot of stuff going on and don't mind having practical step-by-step -step instructions of what they need to do to kind of get clear and kind of get a clear-headed uh, vision for what's coming up and how they need to execute on stuff. And so if you're someone who doesn't mind like following a particular program or a system and you're like, hey, I don't mind learning like the five steps and mastering them, then I think this is a really good system. And hence, I actually started learning GTD first many years ago. And then I kind of quickly re recognized like, okay, I liked a lot of different parts of it. Um, and then over the years, I kind of adopted it to the point where I kind of do most things but uh, kind of adopted to my own usage and later on kind of developed the T framework, which actually complements GTD very well. You can use the T framework and GTD alongside each other, no problem. It seems like every week there's another news story about yet another way that our privacy is disappearing thanks to the internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine that all that data is being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record, your record. It used to be that only celebrities had to worry about their private life being exposed, but in an era where everyone is online, that means that everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's hundreds of companies out there called data brokers. Their whole business is to buy and sell your data. And the worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent in a lot of cases. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP address to uniquely identify you and your, even your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. Personally, I feel a lot better knowing that my devices are protected at home and when I'm out of my home office, especially now that travel is starting to open up. I have ExpressVPN protecting me the whole time, and the best part is, it's just one easy click or tap to turn it on. So if you're like me and you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com TPS and get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash TPS. Go to expressvpn.com dot com slash tps to learn more payday is the most wonderful time of the month my son just got his very first job and he's really looking forward to his very first payday of course if you're the one who has to deal with all the back-end stuff that goes along with payday it's not quite so wonderful if that's you or someone on your team now you can tame the chaos of payroll benefits and hr with gusto We've teamed up with Gusto and they're offering you three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com TPS. Gusto offers easy to run payroll and expert HR support and management tools all in one place. You can automatically file and pay all state, local, and federal payroll taxes, and it even includes W-2s and 1099s. Here are some of the reasons why I think Gusto is great. First of all, it's fast. I mentioned before that it's really easy to run, and because of that, payroll takes only 11 minutes on average. It's not only fast, but it was named the best online payroll by PC Mag. Gusto partners with small businesses across all 50 states, so they're ready to help you with your payroll. 
So get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash TPS. Go ahead and give it a try at gusto.com slash TPS. If you're like a lot of TPS listeners, you've always said that you want to read more. Well, this summer is yours for the taking. Empower your inner reader with literati book clubs where you can read alongside the world's most inspiring authors and leaders. Join people like Malala, Steph Curry, Richard Branson, and many, many more on their next reading adventure. Literati delivers their monthly book picks straight to your door, so you can spend less time finding a good book and more time actually reading one. But it's more than just receiving a book in the mail. Authors, leaders, and activists spark lively conversations in 12 unique book clubs, engaging a diverse community of readers from all around the world. So you can talk about Steph Curry's favorite books with Steph Curry for real. The authors and leaders are right there in the app talking about their favorite books with you. They also host exclusive interviews with the authors themselves, where you can ask your biggest questions and get the insider answers that you aren't going to find in any other book club. Want to change to a different club? No problem. You can switch freely and choose the books you want to have delivered every month. Personally, I joined the Richard Branson Book Club, and I've been reading The Art of Pollination, a year with the irrepressible Jane Tucson. Like I said, it's not just receiving a book in the mail. It comes with a message from Richard Branson about why he chose the book and a nicely designed card that introduces the author, Martin Flanagan in this case, introduces the story and talks about the themes, characters, and where to go next to learn more. I'm really, really impressed with the presentation and thought that went into the package. So reimagine what a book club can be. Redeem your free trial at literati.com TPS50. Head to literati.com slash TPS50, that's TPS50, to learn more and read more with Literati. Literati.com slash TPS50. All right, so that is number two, getting things done, or GTD. Let's talk about our third system, which is the 12-week year. So the 12-week year is a productivity framework developed by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. It was introduced to the world in the book, The 12-Week Year, Get More Done in 12 Weeks Than Others Do in 12 Months, which, you know, sounds pretty good. Uh, and you can go to asianefficiency.com forward slash likes forward slash 12-week year. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. And that's where you can grab the book that, that has the 12-week year. It's a great read, so really recommend checking that out. We've also talked about this on the podcast multiple times, and but most recently we did a refresher in TPS 288. So the productivityshow.com forward slash 288. So recommend checking that out for a more deep dive into the 12-week year. The thing I like about the 12-week year and what makes it different than most other productivity systems, it, it is, is it is super focused on execution. So you focus on a quarter, a.k.a. 12 weeks, uh, at a time, and you limit your focus to two to three big objectives. It's not that, that those are the only things that you have to do, but those are the things you really want to make sure that you get done in that 12-week year period. And also what makes it different is it's really focused on having key results so you know if you've been successful every 12 weeks and you have a way to track and measure it against it so you always know how you're doing as you go through the 12-week period and when a 12-week period is finished. And then so you just break that 12-week plan out, so to speak, and just work on it a week at a time. So it's a really 
execution-focused system. Uh, now, Tan, you know what I'm going to ask you because I've asked you for the other two. <laughs> uh, the 12-week year, uh, we've done a lot with it on the podcast, I know. Uh, and I know it uh, really resonates with some people, but for others, maybe not so much. So who do you think the 12-week year is good for and maybe who should uh, stay away from it? Yeah, I think where the 12-week year is different from something like getting things done or the T-Framework is that the 12-week year is heavily goal-focused. So GTD, you can kind of adopt it and just use it for day-to-day work, and you're going to be great, and you're going to be fine, right? Same thing with the T-Framework. But I think where the 12-week year really shines is that it's so heavily focused on goals and making sure that you're measuring progress and that you're always progressing every single week towards the goal, right? So it requires a little bit more upfront work because you're not necessarily learning a new system. Not only that, I should say, you actually are learning a new system, but also it comes with a lot of habits that you have to build. And I would say that's also true for GTD, whereas with the T-Framework, there's not a lot of habits that you have to build. Uh, Whereas with the 12-week year and GTD, you have to build a lot of new habits. You have to capture, you have to process, you have to review, you have to do do X, Y, and Z. So there's a lot of habit building that you have to do. And the same thing is true for the 12-week year where you kind of front load it. So you build a lot of new habits at the very beginning. And so you're trying to do a lot of upfront work in terms of thinking about what are your indicators? What are you going to measure? What's my goal? What's my vision? You have to do all these heavy thinking stuff up front before you can really start and execute. And if you are someone who typically gets stuck in that area, I think the 12-week year can be really powerful, but also it can be very paralyzing at the same time because it's such a big hurdle to overcome to use this system. And so I think if you are someone who is very goal-oriented, again, I think this is a great system. At least give it a try because now you have some sort of mechanical way to accomplish your goal. But again, the hurdle to kind of get over the initial phase of getting started is pretty high. So it requires a lot of upfront thought, thinking, lots of new habits to be consistent with this. And it's not very modular. You kind of need the whole system to make this work. Whereas something with like the T framework or GTD, you can kind of take bits and pieces of it and make it your own. Whereas with the 12 week year, you can kind of do that, but not really. You really have to use the whole system to make it work. And the 12 week year is really, it's involved, but it's not super, super complicated. Basically the idea is you start with a vision, you create goals for those two to three items that I talked about earlier for the next 12 weeks. You have your leading and lagging indicators, so you have something to work towards and you know how you're doing. You then leverage accountability to help you stay on track and review your progress, and then you just rinse and repeat. Every 12 weeks, you go through the system. Uh, So really, really powerful, like Tan said, if you really need help actually getting going on things. All right, so we've talked about the T framework. We've talked about getting things done. We've talked about the 12 week year. Uh, we just wanted to wrap up by giving something for the analog folks. Now, all of these systems actually, uh, you could do digitally or on an analog basis, but we just wanted to wrap up with a system that is also really, really popular with listeners of the Productivity Show and others, and that's the Bullet Journal. Uh, the Bullet Journal. I mean, it's hard to describe, but basically it's a productivity system, it's a notebook, it's a planner, it's a to-do list, it's a journal. Uh, For some people, if you look on Instagram, uh, it's an art project. Uh, And it was created by Ryder Carroll, and it's, it's possible to do it digitally, but I think the power of the bullet journal really comes out 
when people do it with a paper notebook. Uh, and he wrote a book describing the process. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's called The Bullet Journal Method. Track the past, order the present, and design the future. You can use any notebook at all. That's one nice thing about it. You don't need some sort of special notebook, uh, though they do sell a branded one. Uh, and basically, you break the notebook down into sections. And one of those sections is what you're going to be focusing on every month. And then you create a daily section where you write your tasks each day and you just kind of like keep moving it forward every day. That's a very simplistic way to describe the bullet journal. There's a lot more to it. You can have special sections called collections to keep track of things that kind of aren't to do's and different areas of your life. Uh, it's a system that really can encompass almost anything you need to do. Uh, I'm not personally a bullet journal user, but I know a lot of productivity show listeners are. Uh, I went to point to the product, uh, the bullet journal episode of the productivity show, but unbelievably, we've actually never, that I can find anyway, uh, we've never done an episode focused on the bullet journal. So that's something we're going to need to change in the future. However, in the dojo, if you go, uh, if you go to the show notes, we have a link to the dojo, uh, which is our productivity community. Uh, we do have a mini course that will take you through the bullet journal, uh, but we'll have to get a, a podcast episode going on that. Uh, and people who are more comfortable working with physical tools tend to really like the bullet journal system. So with all that said, we've talked about all these different productivity systems. Tan, I know we like to end every episode with action items. So uh, where do we recommend people start? If people still aren't sure what to do, uh, where should people start as a takeaway to this? Yeah, this is a shameless self plug. So I would recommend that you start with the T framework, which is our productivity system here at Asian Efficiency. So we'll have a link to kind of a guide that will show you how to get started with this. But the basic idea here for you here today is how would you rate your time, your energy, and your attention? So how would you rate each currency right now? Do any of them jump out as your biggest challenge or as a big opportunity? You can go to asianefficiency.com and on the homepage, we have a guide and kind of a quiz to kind of help you get started with them. So if you're looking for ways to be more productive right now and you're trying to adopt a really simple system, I think this is a great place to start. And then over time, you can always adopt the other systems that we've talked about today. So uh, I want to thank you for being here with us today. Next week's episode is with Ari Mizell of, of Less Doing. So we're going to show you how to do less while accomplishing more. So I'm really excited for that episode. And uh, again, if you want to have links to everything that we talked about today, you can find the show notes at theproductivityshow.com slash 355. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next Productive Monday.